Welcome to the Inside Inside Sales Podcast with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us every week as we interview industry leaders and experts to uncover the ways they're finding sales success today. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. It's another week here, my friends, at the Inside Inside Sales Podcast. How have you been? Oh, my goodness. You know what? I got to admit, I'm getting more and more pumped, more and more anxious because the outbound conference is coming up. Did you know that? I, I mean, we've talked about this, all right, several of the numerous episodes we've had on here recently, we've been trying to feature many of the industry leading speakers who are going to be the show. And you, you need to understand something. <clears throat> For me, many of these speakers, I'm a, t well, most of these speakers, I'm a total fanboy of, but I only know the speakers virtually, right? I only know them through some interactions. Maybe we're on a panel together. Maybe we've done some content together, which is why I get so thrilled doing these shows because I get to totally fanboy out and meet these people and have a live when I want it. And often the best part for me is, is, is the green room. You know, that part where you're talking to the person before you go live on, on the podcast, you get to just bond and I love it, but that's coming up outboundconference.com. And I believe if you use vanilla soft 100, that'll get you a hundred bucks off. If you want to register, you can be live or in person. It's middle of June, but do yourself a favor, go to outboundconference.com. And, uh, and listen to some of the past episodes and some of the forthcoming episodes and you get a chance to kind of kick the tires with some of these speakers in advance. And even if you don't go, I mean, this is the only industry show put on by salespeople for salespeople. So these are like the people, this is your tribe. This is who you should be hanging out with. So that's kind of my one little plug there. But one of the things that's always interesting for me is, is I research my speakers, as you might imagine, before we go live. And it's probably not unlike how you research your prospects, right? You, you go, you check them out, you go to LinkedIn, maybe you do a Google, maybe you consume some of their content, watch a video, read a blog post. I mean, you're looking for a hook, right? That's why you do it. You're looking for a hook to understand how can I establish a relationship with these people? Uh, how can I get their attention? How can I get them to return my call? But along the way, you're also, you're wanting to get relational. I mean, that's, you're looking for common points of interest. And that's the same with me. When I look at these speakers whom I fanboy about, I'm looking at, you know, how can I spend quality time with these people? Will they go and have a coffee with me at Outbound? Will, 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 maybe I'll break bread with them. I know it sounds lame, doesn't it? Here I am in my early fifties and I'm a total, you know, teenage girl, freaking and shrieking about the latest rock band. But that's what it's like. What I always find interesting when I go through the content or go through their personal websites or the company websites is the image they convey. Have you ever done that? Have you ever kind of gone and said, wow, this person's got their crap together, like holy smokes. And I think the reason is, is because most people don't. Most organizations don't. So when you see that, it really jumps out at you. And, and, and all of a sudden you respect them more. You actually want to talk to them more, even for, even though often they're a prospect, you genuinely want to talk to them. That's some of the feedback I've gotten over the years. People directed at me and it's really flattering 
when it when it happens. I personally don't know how to handle it. I just do the yell, oh shucks, thanks, and I change the topic and I move on. And I've had people chastise me for doing that, saying, there, you got to accept the compliment, damn it. People have given you a compliment because you've earned it. They don't, there's no obligation for them to do it. You won't think less of them, but they don't give you one. So when they give you a compliment, don't be a moron, say thank you. And, and, and if they want to go down that rat hole for a little bit, indulge them because they're blessing you with their time and they're not wrong. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a work in process, but the branding part is always interesting and the branding can't, isn't just like a website. For example, today's guests, when I introduce them to you, I'm going to tell you to go check out the website because there's a good example, a brilliant example of an individual who knows how to create an impression. You instantly trust them. They're credible. They're just like, wow, I got to know this, this cat. And that's the power of that psychology. We may talk, they may share about uh, a, a, a strategy they use uh, for sales success that actually revolves around what you wear in your daily work apparel and how that can actually affect your ability to have success, more branding, more credibility. The thing is your brand exudes from you and nowhere is that more relevant, more obvious than on your social interactions. For most B2B sellers, that's on LinkedIn. Now we think of LinkedIn as a prospecting tool, but what, we forget sometimes is that people are prospecting us as much as we're prospecting them. I don't mean to sell me something. I mean, you know, do I want to give them my time? You've reached out to me, Mr. Sales Rep, Miss Sales Rep. Do I want to reciprocate? And I'm going to do my own little buyer's journey and say, do I buy into you? Is the impression you're delivering to me credible? Does it add value? Do I think you'll be able to make a deposit with me such that I can actually increase my own success. That's the thing. Most sales reps forget the psychology. They focus on the tactics, but they forget the psychology. And the truth of the matter is, is that we're all human. We're all emotional and they go together, not just the tactics, but your brand, what you offer, the excitement you convey, the desire you evoke in people to want to talk and spend time and do business with you. So this is not going to be a branding episode. This is going to be an episode about the power of LinkedIn. We've not done one in a while. We're not going to do the classic. This is how you do a post. Instead, we're going to talk about the vehicle as a tool for prospecting and all those intangibles like your profile, perhaps that you need to consider. So who's the right person to have this conversation? Well, I've teased you enough. They're appearing shortly at the Outbound Conference. Check them out at outboundconference.com. You can find them at salesevangelist.com. You can listen to their podcast, The Sales Evangelist. This is the one, the only, the original sales evangelist. My friends, put it together for Donald C. Kelly. Donald, welcome to the show, my friend. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, what is your Venmo so I can send that money over? Because that, <laughs> was, right. that was like, that was like epic. I mean, if we can take that and bottle it up, that was like a, the most amazing introduction I've ever seen in my entire life. So, or and heard. So I, I'm, I'm blown away. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Donald, as we were sharing in the green room, I'm such a fan. I love what you do. And part of me is in the marketer. I love your brand. I love what you project. I love your image. I love just 
your your message, but more than anything, of course, I love your content. And you've been doing this for a long time. For those folks, we were we were laughing behind the scenes talking about some of the tech we use to create the podcast. In terms of both Donald and ourselves, use a platform called Riverside.fm for our recordings because it's a double lander. It allows you to record everything locally for a highest quality and then upload to the sky and to the cloud, and you can do whatever you want to do. And editors love it, multiple tracks, all that's good stuff. But we're talking about the progressions you've gone through for the years, and this is when you know you're dealing with a pro. Donald has been doing this podcast thing for just a few years. I want to say eight or more years. Don't quote me on this one. I could have got it wrong. He goes back to recording with Skype. So you know you're dealing with a rock star industry legend if he was recording once upon a time, because that was the only game in town with Skype. So Donald, how? I mean, I love the way you brand your podcast. Talk to us a little bit before we get into the whole LinkedIn thing. Talk to us about the podcast. How did that come to be? How is it you're still doing it all these years later? What's been the highlight for you? And what advice would you have for sales reps today whether, when it comes to podcasting about how to use it, how to consume it, all that kind of, kind of stuff? The brand name for some people look at it and say, well, this guy must be like a, a preacher or something, an evangelist. It had absolutely nothing to do with church. I was taking an entrepreneur class in college, met my this professor named Jason Earl. He taught us that we had to use for this book by um, Guy Kawasaki. And the book was called The Art of the Start. In The Art of the Start, you read about bio, the bio of a guy. And one of the things that he said was that he was the chief evangelist at Apple. And I was like, this is different. How was he chief evangelist? The only time I've heard about evangelism was like Billy Graham or some of these people were evangelists. But the, ter- the term was just so rich when you think about it, like so descriptive. An evangelist for this organization. He was everywhere for Apple at the time. He was the the person preaching Apple to everyone and telling them why they should check out Apple. And I was like, dang, that's a good title. Just stuck it in the back of my brain. Fast forward when I went into my first sales gig, we went to a networking event and I rushed, I, I was flushed out because everyone got up and said the same thing was at this bar and they, in the morning and they said like, you know, I'm an account executive at this company. I'm account executive here. I'm account executive of Comcast, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm an account executive with um, performance data. And I just felt like I didn't have, it was just like white bread, right? The next time I went to this event, Daryl, I brought my tablet. I got this new tablet, the uh, you know, Apple II, the second tablet that they had. And I went and um, I stood up on the bar stool. I was like, I was waiting for it the whole time. I'm like, I got to be different. I got to be different. So I stood up on a bar stool, not all the way up, but just on the, the leg, the, the, you know, part where you rest your legs. And I stood yeah, the up lower and, bar, your feet go, yeah. and I said, listen, and I was like, my name is Donald Kelly. I am the technology evangelist. And I took my iPad because it's still very new. I was like, I went to the mountaintop and uh, we, my company went to the mountaintop. We got the information on what it takes to be able to have better technology, set up your organization. And I will want to help you. Man, I can't tell you how many more people came up to me afterwards about that. It stood out. And I was like, dang, there's something with this title. So I had him change my business card to the technology evangelist where we were a managed service IT company. And then I went to another firm and I was working in software sales. And then my buddy and I were talking and he had me on his podcast and he was like, man, bro, you're always talking about sales. You're like an evangelist. And I was like, well, I did have the title of technology evangelist before. And he's like, what about like the sales evangelist? And we were like, dang, that does sound good. So the podcast started in December 2013. And I started just to share tips. Then Um, I started to share what was working for me, what brought me success, how, you know, other people could take advantage of it. And all of these things I started to share on the podcast. And little by little, it just 
it just it blossomed from there. And why podcasts, going back to that idea, podcasts is very intimate. There's power behind it. I was driving to work or taking a train sometimes to work and I would listen to podcasts going into the office and I would get so consumed by it and so enthralled by it. It was more it was more engaging than reading a book or even like the audible books because you heard the conversation going back and forth and I was inspired. So the concept for me was like, this is powerful. And then it really started making brain sense here when I saw how I could use even my sales podcast for other reasons. And the first one that made sense was I was selling, um, this time selling uh, a document management solution to city, county governments, K-12 into in a private uh, industry as well. And we, I wanted to get into this touch with this company. So this guy, I did my research, like you said, he was under the, it was 30 for 30 on Forbes um, down here, you know, 30, 30 under 30, whatever, yep. um, down here in South Florida. And I wanted to meet him. So I reached out about being a guest on my podcast. And little do you know, this guy answered. He said, yes, we went and had breakfast. And then we set something up for him to come on a podcast. And then we were able to create an opportunity for their company, um, for our company, because they had a problem. They had tons of their they had stuff on Dropbox and tons of their data got a ransomware. So they needed to get some kind of managed IT service that was, I mean, some kind of a document management system that could be secure to keep their stuff. And it was, it taught me there, Daryl, the deal didn't close, but it taught me there, the podcast can be used to in the interview my potential customers and to gain footage way more than it would just to do in the cold outreach. And I was like, mind blown. So I continued to do that. Um, but uh, the podcast began to expand. I was moonlighting too because people started asking me, could I give them some tips and coaching tips? And I had speaking opportunities and I didn't know what I was doing, bro. I was just doing stuff and telling people what was working. Started making some money and then somebody said they want to sponsor the podcast. A Prezi came to us like the first major company. And I was like, what the heck? So in 2015, all this stuff was happening. We we're cooking with hot chicken grease at this point, <laughs> so to speak. It made sense to jump ship. So I left the corporate gig and we use our podcast for that means. We educate our audience, and then we also take our potential customers and bring them on, and it opens the door and leads to opportunities. And that's the power of podcasts. That's the power of podcasts for a sales rep. That's the power of uh, why we started and how we were able to create our podcast. And if someone is listening to this and contemplated the podcast, your podcast don't need millions of people. One thing I want to tell people, some people quit after six months, but if you have if you have 100 people listening to your podcast, 100 downloads every month, that's telling me, or every week, it's telling me that you have 100 people. Imagine you're being in an audience, a room full of people, and you have 100 prospects listening to you every week. That's dang good. And if you take those people over time, you convert, say, like, you know, 10, 20% of them over time. I mean, you're always converting your audience and it's going to grow. The key there is take some of your potential customers. Can they speak to topics that's going to be relevant for that? If I sell healthcare solutions, man, I'm going to get some folks who are, and I speak to, um, you know, maybe dentists. I'm going to get dentists on a podcast for dentists and have them share their success and highlight them and some of the things that's working and whatnot. I will get more dentists and my pool of prospects will grow. It takes work, but I'm telling you, it is a great opportunity. I know that's probably not where we needed to go, but no, no, I love it. 
Because one of the things you're talking about is the whole idea that the podcast, in, in many regards, is a glorified discovery session because you're actually interviewing the guests. And then you have, but, but you have none of the pressure of selling because it's just a podcast episode, right? And then the personalities come out and then you, let, you realize you like each other. Before long, you say, well, who else should be a podcast guest in your industry? And they refer you to other people. So it becomes a total, this simple, simple way of feeding a pipeline. You're brilliant. And what I love about the whole evangelist aspect is, and you nailed it is that evoked something in you. You saw that. You're like, wow, this is different. Like, tell me more about this. And then you saw the reaction that it evoked in people when you positioned yourself. And that's a nice segue to the whole idea of LinkedIn. It's the whole idea of what do you convey? How do you, how you perceive? And I want to kind of end this conversation on profile because I think that's where we're always going to end up on your LinkedIn profile. What does it evoke and what do you convey and how are you perceived? I think it's so critical. But let's let's kind of back the bus up a little bit on that LinkedIn discussion because it is it has become you know, an amazing channel for sales development, certainly way more than it was when your podcast began in 2013. Let's talk about a couple of things because uh, you've got a ton of blog posts on this too, but the, folks, please go to the salesevangelist.com slash blog. By the way, did you go to the salesevangelist.com yet? I told you to go there. Damn it. Go there and go to LinkedIn and follow Donald C. Kelly. Okay. So on your blog, I was, I was loving some of the content. Like you've got, man, there's so much here. I mean, I'm looking at some of the more recent ones, you know, how do you use video to uh, video email to break through inbox clutter? But of course you can use video on LinkedIn, use LinkedIn voice messaging for personal connections. So we got video, which is an option available to you on LinkedIn. You got voice. People forget about voice, which is dynamite. So where do you want to start? You want to talk about voice? You want to talk about video? Like, like, like talk to me about LinkedIn. Or if you want to go in a different direction, dude, let's go in a different direction. Over to you. Let's go to a talk about LinkedIn for just like, give me about, you know, about give me a, a minute rant about LinkedIn, two minutes, and then we'll go. Into- oh, I love a rant. Let's do it, man. We're ranting. Okay, cool. Or no, no, you're not ranting. You're evangelizing. You're on the pulpit. That's right. Do it. Maybe people don't know this. There's 660 million users on LinkedIn. This is really important, right? And here's the other thing that you might want to learn when it comes to LinkedIn. As far as people who are actively using LinkedIn, there are, I believe, from some of the numbers that it showed on a day-to-day basis, there are 2 million posts, articles, and videos that are published on LinkedIn every day. So let's just understand what we're saying here. There are 660 million people on LinkedIn, but only 2 million posts and article. And some of those people are probably doing multiple posts per day. The point I'm trying to get at is that so many of us are at the party and we're not doing Jack Diddley squat at the party. We are at the Mecca when it comes towards like finding prospects. But what we are doing, if this is a visual, it's us being at the, the, uh, the dance together the, you know, with our buddies and we're sitting on a corner and we're just looking and drinking our little drink and, and talking about other people amongst ourselves or just like nodding and not being there. And there's that idiot who's on the dance floor who's just like, he's not the greatest dancer, but he is dancing. And for some reason, everybody starts crowding around him. And you're like, oh, look at that idiot. What he's doing. You're the one making fun of people on that sidelines. But you're the true idiot because 
that guy just got the attention of the prettiest girl at the dance. And now they're talking and she liked that silliness about him and the opportunities came. And that person now is the one that grabbed all the attention from everybody else when you were on the sidelines because you're too cool for school. What I'm getting at here, Daryl, is that so many of us as sales professionals, we sit back and we're so afraid of taking action on LinkedIn that we don't post. Only 2 million people are posting on LinkedIn daily. The impressions, I forgot how many, what the, the billions of impressions that happen on LinkedIn. So just go back down to those, that small percentage, that small fraction of people. They're the ones that are getting that. And here's the critical piece with LinkedIn, because many of you, I feel like we are like your, your Pokemon um, cards. And I hope I don't offend anyone here, but I'm just going to go straight at it. I'm going real. Because what we do, we, it's like we're collecting, like, I have 500 followers on LinkedIn. I have 1,000 followers. Like, what the freaking do, dude? That's okay. But it's like, you know, it's like Pokemon cards. I got to catch them all. What are you doing when you catch all these people, though? What are you doing with these contacts that you have? So we, we go on LinkedIn, we just get these contacts, we contact with everybody, connect with everyone and their mom, and then we sit back on the sidelines. And we hope something is going to come. We hope the pretty girl is going to come over and talk to us. We hope some of the cool kids are going to come over and hang with us. And none of that happens. And then we say LinkedIn doesn't work. Or we get brave enough to go spam someone and just say, well, I, I pitched them. I told them about my company. I sent them one message on LinkedIn about my organization and they did not answer. So therefore, this does not work. This is a crappy party. No, my friend, you're the crappy one. You're the one not doing the right things. And that what, that's what we need to change. So I want to inspire you to take action. I want you to post on LinkedIn. Even if you think it's garbage, who cares? Go back and listen to my episode number zero on my podcast. I cringe, Daryl, when I listen to that. But 1,445 episodes later, I can tell you that I'm an expert at producing podcasts. And, I've, and I, I'm not saying that to be cocky. I'm dang good at what I do when it comes to creating content because I've messed up so much and I've learned so much in that process that now I'm getting, if you go search, and this is not a cocky thing too, but it's just straight up truth. Go search best sales podcast. And I promise you I'm on 70 to 80% of those lists. Because I was around at the party, I grabbed attention, and sometimes my crap didn't sound good, but I kept going at it, and I started to improve. I got the attention of the pretty girls. I got the attention of the popular crowd. I became student body president. Now I'm speaking at Outbound with some of these top folks because of the simple fact that I created content, I made noise, I was present, and I was utilizing LinkedIn in that capability. Come on, Daryl. Preach it, brother. Holy smokes. And what I love about that is all of this started at a point in time when you had no presence. You got to where you're at today because years ago you said, I need to start the process. And too many of you are refusing to start because you're like, what's the point? I'm never going to be Donald C. Kelly. So that ship is passing. That's BS. The biggest thing I tell people when they're getting the LinkedIn, as I said, ignore the vanity metrics. Ignore that you get no comments or likes because you talked about the 660 million people out there. You are being lurked and stalked like you wouldn't believe. They just don't announce themselves by saying, Preach, nice post, way to go, a boy. And the vanity metrics are what's stopping so many of you from doing it. When you went down that rant, I was applauding, brother. So that was awesome. Okay, so there we are. So let's talk about voice. Let's talk about voice on LinkedIn, because that seems counterintuitive. It's social media. The phone is for voice, is it not? But no, there's this whole voice option. And like you said, I sent one thing. I pitched my company. I added no value. I pitched my company. It's what's in it for me, not what's in it for you shoot me now. And, and so many of you are doing that. Stop doing that. Stop pitching. Uh, okay. That's my rant. Talk to me about voice. In order to be successful, do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. It's a concept that I've learned to apply. Repeat that one more time. In order to be successful, 
do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. And I'm not talking about if a building is burning down and everyone's getting out that you should stay in the building. That's silly. Maybe what you want to do is if everyone's going through one door, let's find the other exit that we can get through so we don't get trampled. You know what I mean? And we can actually make it out of the building. That's the thought that I'm getting at. So when it comes towards LinkedIn, what happens is we send and nobody wants to be different. Nobody wants to because if you're different, you die. And this is what happens in our brain. I know that sounds dramatic, but this is what happens in our brain because go back to our caveman days. We want to be with the herd or the tribe because if we leave the tribe, they're dangerous. We might get eaten by a a bear or a wolf or it might get attacked or we're exposed to the element when we can be with our clan, so to speak, or a group, we can be protected. So this this concept of us being uh, not being not being different from the, the, the tribe makes us uh, psychologically or in our in our uh, primal part of our brain or excuse me, our reptilian part of our brain, we get it, it just makes us uneasy. But that's where magic started happening. It was the ones that explored and that left the, the compound of the group that was able to make things happen. It was the, the crazy folks that said, let's build a boat and go sail across, you know, six months or three months across the ocean to get to the new world that was able to make magic happen here in the United States. So the, the point I'm trying to get at is that you do have to sometimes step out of bounds in order to be able to create the new norm or the new, new amazingness. With LinkedIn text messaging or no no problem with text but everyone is doing text everyone in your tribe everyone in your community all of your team members are sending text all of your competitors are sending the text to the prospect what i do when i do my linkedin outreach my goal and my team members is that we want to connect with at least 10 people that is ideal for our business every single every single month um, every single day, every single day we want to connect, reach out, have 10 connection to potential customers. What we say in those text messages, those messages, I'll say something like, Daryl, I'm always looking to connect with sales leaders in our industry doing amazing things. Or in our, um, Daryl, always looking to connect with sales leaders right here in my backyard, permission to connect here on LinkedIn. Ask that question, permission to connect. What then happens after that is I introduce that with a text. Then what I might do is hit you up, like say, you know, send a text back saying, hey man, thanks so much for the connection. Or then I might even send a voice message a couple, maybe two weeks later. And what I'll say is send you a text at the top saying, hey, Daryl, I sent a send a message. I figured I'll introduce myself to message. And then I send a message to you like, Daryl, bro, I saw your podcast the other day with Amy. That was absolutely amazing. I just want to let you know, I figured I can't say that in text as I could in voice. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Um, by the way, and ask a question that could be engaged. Um, if what's the how you know why did you start that? Uh, do you, what are some of your upcoming topics that I could be able to you know hear from? Daryl's not gonna he's gonna say holy crap this guy actually sent me a message. The personalized factor of that makes you want to listen to it. And then the other piece is the 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 um, the curiosity component. When you send a little text before saying Daryl, I sent you a voice message about X, or I sent you a voice message to introduce myself, you're going to want to listen to that voice message now because th- you're trying to see what's in it, and it's, that's because of we play with that human part, that br- part of the brains that peak curiosity. So that's the first piece when it comes towards audio when it, um, using like utilizing on LinkedIn. And then when we can get people to use multiple um, 
when you get people to use multiple of their senses, a text message can only see that text message. But when you can, when you get a voice message, you can see that there's a voice message coming through. You can hear it. So I'm utilizing more senses. And there's an intimate portion of our sense that that uh, that builds connection when you can hear somebody's voice and a dialect and and so forth. And then tie that back to what we talked about with podcasting. There's an intimacy about podcasting as well, and because it's an audio component. Come on, Daryl, get me up on this. What do you think? Oh, dude. So this is why I love. It. Okay. So one of the things you also didn't mention, but it's it's equally applicable here. <clears throat> is the power of guilt. When I get a voice message, I know that this isn't a bot. I can rationalize a text message. Well, maybe it's a text message, but it's kind of like, you know, generic. So it's probably a bot. So yeah, whatever. I get a thousand of these a day. But when I get the little play button, I'm like, oh shit, they made an actual, now I got to, now I got to hear it. I got to listen to it. And, and that sounds stupid, but it's just because we're human. We're taught that mom and dad taught you that when someone talks to you, you look them in the eye, you listen attentively, and then you respond. We are conditioned thanks to mom and dad. So play on that. Now, for those of you going voice, I've never sent a voice. How do I do that? Okay. Donald mentioned, you got to be connected first. Say, do I have permission to connect? Love it. All right. It's already starting very cordial, very respectful which too many of you just skip these days. No, I'm not trying to be rude to you. You know, respect and manners and courtesy will, again, to his point, do what the rest of the crowd isn't doing. It stands out when you use etiquette and manners and you have strong grammar. It just goes, wow, this person's different. And they want to connect with you. But once you connect it, you simply go and you pull them up and you hit the message button. And what you're going to see is where you can type a message in to the right of that is a microphone. Hit the microphone. You got to do this on your mobile. Okay. You can't do this on the desktop. I don't believe it. It's talked about for years, but you can't hit the microphone. And the beauty of that is you can look like crap. You can have just rolled out of bed. The last thing I'll say to you is, you know, people feed off of energy. So if you're listening to, to Donald, you're like, yeah, preach. Okay, I'm, I'm there. Like, you know, you're in, you're in the pews listening to the preacher on the pulpit and you're like wrapped. That's because of his inflection and his tone. So when you're going to live that voice message, you don't need to be a preacher. You know, maybe that's not your thing. That's cool. You be you, but you don't want to be monotone. You don't want to be rambling. You want to have a plan. You want to have a, you'd have a pre-call planner. Huh? You want to have a pre-voice message planner. What are the points I want to cover off? What's my timeline? Like one minute and less. Otherwise, you're going to be screwed. And then you want to smile before you hit that record button. Trust me, when you smile, have some, some enthusiasm and some, some personality, you will be that person out on the dance floor, hanging out with all the cool kids, getting all the love and attention that you desire. <sighs> love voice. It is like one of the least used things. And I listen to every one that ever gets sent to me for all the reasons we just discussed here. Here's one last thing. When your opportunities are stuck, they've started to ghost you. For example, use voice. You'll be shocked at what happens and how they respond. So that's voice. All right. Let's segue a little bit. And by the way, boys and girls, if you're wondering what's going on, if we run out of time, that's because Donald C. Kelly is worth going long. We're going into overtime today, folks. Video. Donald, let's talk video. I'll go quick on this one then. Video, same kind of idea. LinkedIn recognized this. And go back to this concept. LinkedIn, they they were bought by Microsoft. What's four years now? Five years? And yeah. their, their goal is to, they recognize they need to beat Facebook. Um, and it's, it's still, or at least catch up to them, be relevant. 
and in, in the user account, right? So what they decided to do was figure out ways that we can engage people on the platform. So one, obviously your platform, your profile gives you opportunity for, we talked about that, engage, you can post things, you're going to get attention. Two, they created this voice component. Three, they created this video component as well because they want you to be able to engage. Same idea with this. And it goes, all, all of this is only uh, capable on the natively on LinkedIn on through the app. You can send video via your messenger if you just use tools like BombBomb or whatever other video tools are out there and, and share that. But when it comes towards the native component, you just use that and send a video um, to a prospect. Same idea. I will hold my, my phone and even if I'm outside, I'm down here in South Florida or if I'm at, in my office somewhere. And or if, even if you're just going down to the parking lot, if I was connected with Daryl again, I could send Daryl a video like, hey, Daryl, I'm leaving the office. I'm running downstairs and getting out. But, I, you know, I wanted to at least message you today and just kind of let you know I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for the connection. Um, love what you guys are doing over there at Vanilla Soft. And, um, you know, maybe one day you can uh, we can become such good friends that you're going to buy me lunch or whatnot. <laughs> and then, you know, but it's just tongue in cheek. Make a joke. You're, you're having fun or use it to be able to engage with those Pokemon cards you collected. You LinkedIn tell you when somebody's birthday, LinkedIn tell you when there's a job promotion, LinkedIn tell you all of these things because they want to engage. Don't be those idiots who just kind of see the same old things and don't say anything. Take that and turn it into your own way, right? So if I was just, it's kind of like, you know, you can send the, the basic message like congrats on a new, congrats on a new job, the, the template that LinkedIn give you. That's like taking um, a can uh, I don't know, like so, uh, a, a canned food and uh, trying to eat and sending that as a gift or eating that. But what if you took that canned food and then you gourmet that canned food into something nice? <laughs> That's kind of kind of what happened with this message. So if I if it's Daryl's birthday, we've been connected. He's a VP of sales. I want to make connection with him and we've uh, you know make a get an appointment or whatnot. Send Daryl that birthday message. Like, hey, Daryl. I know it's your birthday. I'm not the greatest singer in the world, but I just want to tell you happy, happy birthday from all of us to you. We hope you at Vanilla Soft have a great birthday too. Congrats, man. Stay safe. Have a good time today and take a drink for me. Now, that's personal. It's like this guy, I, I have to watch it because I'm going to send a message again. You preface your the video before you send it. Daryl sent you a little birthday message. Hope you enjoy it. He's going to see my beautiful mug and be like, I want to see what this kid said. Now that I grabbed your attention, I build poor with you. Point of reference. That's what we call it. So P-O-R, point of reference. So then now what will happen, though, is I may not even send Daryl a pitch on LinkedIn, but I'm going to go hit him, uh, hit him high and hit him low. So then uh, two days later, I might hit him up on LinkedIn, uh, my Facebook, uh, on my uh, email and say, hey, Daryl, this is Donald from LinkedIn. My voice is not great, dot, dot, dot. Or, you know, th this is the happy birthday song guy, dot, dot, dot. Now I send you a video message on uh, email with a pitch. Or if I just send you something saying, Daryl, hey, I noticed what you guys are doing at Vanilla Soft. You know, we've worked with a lot of folks like you guys. And I wanted to just share this idea I think could help your business development reps. Would you be open to a five to seven minute conversation? Come on, at least that's what he can, uh, he owes me that, so to speak, by now, because I've built that connection with him and we've, we've been genuine. So now he's going to say, this guy was creative already. Let me listen to what he has to say. Five to seven minutes, I, I, can, I can give him that. And you land those appointments. Those appointments go for five to seven minutes and at the seven minute mark, I tell him, hey, we hit the seven minute mark. Daryl's going to be like, hey, no, let's keep going. This is some good stuff down. I like what you're sharing here. Or if Daryl runs out of time, DK, yeah, we're running out of time on this, but let's set up a time. I want to bring my, uh, my business development manager into this conversation as well. There you go. Money in a bank. So the beauty of video, above and beyond everything Donald just shared with you, or as we like to call him, EK, is the fact that it's another medium. So voice is one channel and videos another. 
And they're personal in different ways because voice, it's just, there's nothing else. You don't see the visuals. So it's a, it's an emotional in your soul. Do I like this person? Do I, you know, your, your instinct is kicking in. You're assessing this person. I like him or I don't. But then you get the video. Now I get body language. I like intonations and I get visual cues. And now it can, you're building on it. And then one of the things that Dan, uh, that Donald's talked about multiple times here, and it's really subtle. He's talking about bridging. All right. He's so, I mean, what do we do with vanilla software sales engagement? We're about, you know, having multi-channel outreach engagement cadences. He just bridged. He, what did he say? He said, I'm the birthday song guy. So he bridged from a previous touch to motivate you to, to consume this touch. And you're going to go, Oh, the birthday, the birthday song guy. I like the birthday song guy. What is it? What is he saying? Right? So the bridging aspect is brilliant. And many of you are leaving the bridge on the table, which can be a dynamite way to increase your click-through rate, your conversion, your consumption, simply because you're giving them context and why they should consume this content you've just you sent them. But the thing about the video thing here, too, is not only is it a different medium, because now you have the visual and the audio, um, but you can actually have fun with it that you couldn't do in a voice only. You can have props. You can be in a different location. You can be walking and talking. You can be, you know, you could have, uh, Donald talked about he stood on his chair with he was because he was the technology evangelist and he has iPad in the air. You can have your iPad up while you've got your phone maybe on a nice little tripod, a cheap ass $10 tripod from Amazon, the little clamp so it's nice and steady. And you can be bringing their site up and say, dude, I'm looking at your website here. Who took your photo on this bio page? I love your hair. But your shirt, dude, really, what were you thinking? Anyway, my name's Daryl, whatever. You can have fun with them, right? You can say, here's what we do. Got an event coming up. You were the perfect person. It's a prop. Whatever, you're trying to establish that rapport and evoke what we always want to do whenever we have any kind of engagement with a prospect, you want to get the next meeting. And that's the whole purpose of the video outreach, as opposed to just being ignored and being ghosted. So voice, video, too many of you are not using it. Again, same way, you got to be connected, as he says. you got to be in the mobile app, unless you're using a third-party tool like BombBomb. Love Ethan Butte. We had him on the show. Go to your app. Go to your contact. Remember, remember you connect it first, exactly as he said. You know, he's asking for permission to connect. And you're, of course, he's going to give you permission. And then you're going to send them the little video camera, you know, do the thing. And but here's the thing, okay, guys? If you don't like your video shoot, you can do it again. You don't need to get it right the first freaking time. Give yourself permission to screw it up. That's okay. Or embrace it. When, when you screw up, start laughing at yourself and go, boy, I butchered that, didn't I? Anyway, and they're going to laugh at you because you're laughing at yourself. Yeah. And then you can even use that again when you bridge. Like to say, you know, I, I, uh, the subject line uh, I screwed up on that video I sent the other day <laughs> or whatever. Yes. All right, Donald, I want to bring it back kind of where we began. We talked about, you know, evoking emotion. We talked about projecting a brand, you know, having an image. You talked about, you know, the, the, the genesis of, of how you use the term evangelist. Um, that brings me back to what I wanted to talk about, especially was the profile, users' profiles. True story right now. I'm actively hiring a boatload of people and I'm working with some recruiters to do this and we're having a bitch of a time hear me out because I have certain expectations of what I want in a sales rep. And one of the ones I'm saying to them is, you know, I want uh, a social media savvy. I want them to know they don't need to be social selling rock stars, but I don't, I want them to understand the power of social media. 
And uh, so, you know, they, they made me some test candidates just to say, is this right? So I can give them feedback. I walked through five of these candidates and I've, I beat up several of them. And I said, like, they're non-existent in, in social. Like, they're not going to cut it. And they were saying, well, there you got to understand, like, this client, he, this prospect here, there was Xerox. Xerox doesn't do social selling. And they're not going to be on um, LinkedIn because it's not what they do. And therefore, you have to you have to overlook that, Daryl. And I'm saying, no, you're wrong. And you're an idiot. And I love you. And I respect you. But you're wrong. And this is why. Because... They need to understand that the first thing a buyer is going to do is check out who is this person who's just asked to follow me and do I care about them? And if they understand that, then their profile will look reasonable and they'll have some engagement, some posts, not just likes, some, just some, just some once a week, twice a month, you know, and and they'll follow a couple of the people. You know, maybe they followed, they follow Donald C. Kelly and they follow uh, Sherry Levitin. And I go, who? They follow a couple really smart people that whom I respect and are, therefore, they're clearly interested in developing themselves. So for me on a recruiting basis, that's all I want. If you're not a social selling animal, I can teach you that. I just want to know that you have a clue because every single buyer is checking you out. And I see too many reps just completely proactively choosing to ignore their profile. What do you say to that, my friend? I tell you that there is like a, there's there, you, I'm not even scratching the surface personally, when it comes towards what you can do with your LinkedIn profile. Fortunately, I just became a LinkedIn content creator. So I have a content creator mode. And it's uh, one of those it's a feature that I send out to, you know, some uh, content uh, folks like myself to test out and maybe something you'll see in the future. But now I can have hashtags, I can it increases the followers increases my presence um, to my ideal audience. There's different things you can do with the features you can feature some of your when it comes to a feature, you can put some of your, your things out there. Well, um, LinkedIn now has the, the the introduction. So if you click on your image at the very top, you can put make that a uh, a video of yourself and introduce yourself. So if I were, you know, Daryl goes and click on my image there on LinkedIn, it'll say, Hey, Daryl, this is, you know, I, I'm, I haven't finished that part yet, but it can say, you know, Hey, Daryl, this is Donald Kelly, the sales evangelist. I appreciate you checking me out. My profile would love to connect with you, man. Um, or whatnot. Um, this is what I do, but it's like, you know, f 10 seconds or whatnot off of that. You can even do it with your name. You can see, you know, you can change you, people have, may think it's a weird pronunciations of their names. You know, how do I say Donald? Is that Donald? You can just do proper pronunciation. Donald Kelly. Um, I am the sales evangelist and I teach people how to blank, blank, blank. Boom. Now straightforward. People know what uh, use the other component, but there's so much with it. Talking about your your bio, what can you help your prospects with? Not necessarily what is your you know. I want to hear about your grand your grandmother's um, cooking recipes or anything like that. I want to hear what can you help me with right now. Um, and that's what a buyer comes into so the profile. You can always, always, always tune up your profile. I, I'm an adjunct professor for one class at Brigham Young University in Idaho campus. And one of the things that I uh, teach these kids is that you need to make sure your LinkedIn is popping. And the way you can do that is just always maintain it. You don't necessarily, no one has a car and they just leave that car forever. You still need oil change, tire pressure check and so forth. And the same thing with our profile, make it look bomb, update your picture every once in a while. So there's more that I can. There you go, folks. 
Make it look bomb. If you don't do that, then you're stupid. Uh, the bomb part was from the cool Donald C. Kelly. The stupid part was from me. We can tell you why his brand is so much better than mine. So there you have it, folks. We are, we are so out of time. Donald, one thing before we go. You are speaking at Outbound Conference. Can you give us a little teaser? What's the topic you're speaking on, my friend? Oh, dude, I'm so excited for that. Um, the, the thing that I'm talking to the community about, two things. The first one is what does it take uh, five uh, mistakes uh, or five, excuse me, five reasons. And these are science-backed reasons why we don't prospect or do outbound enough or you know what prevents sellers from out doing their outbound work and then number two we're going to be talking about some uh, more specific strategies when it comes towards using direct mail how we use direct mail in our outreach process so as long as all as well as all of the digital things taking it to the next level as well and having a little bit of outbound um, component sending things uh, physically in the mail so super excited for that Direct mail, the untapped channel that everybody forgets to use that has a massive conversion. I love that you're talking about that. Folks, this is the sales evangelist. Check out Mr. Donald C. Kelly at the salesevangelist.com. Read his blog. Subscribe to it. Subscribe to his podcast, The Sales Evangelist. Just go to your podcast app, just a little plus sign and type in The Sales Evangelist. Boom. You find it. Subscribe. Done. You're there. Life is grand. No more excuses. He's speaking at Outbound. If you've not gone there, outboundconference.com. You can attend live or you can attend in person. I'm sorry, virtually. There you go. I'm a moron. I can't. You can, you be, you can go live or you can go live. Live or in or, or virtual. Uh, virtual uh, Vanilla Soft 100. Get yourself a few shekels off the price of admission. Life is grand. Uh, in the meantime, if you need help, you know who to call. Sales evangelist. My name is Daryl Prell. That's Donald C. Kelly. We're out of here with this extended version of the Inside Inside Sales Podcast. Take care, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Inside Inside Sales Podcast with your host, Daryl Prell. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, we would greatly appreciate you taking a moment to leave us a review on the platform you're listening to the show from today. Also, please feel free to share this program with your friends and colleagues. Thank you. Daryl will be back again next week. <laughs>